Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Surprise, surprise, right? (laughs) Again, I thank you so much for joining me. This is actually a lot of fun for me. It's a lot of work to actually stop long enough to sit down and record a show. But I've been getting so much feedback from so many people out there that I consider this a very worthwhile project and I'm very thankful to Ultimate Homeschool Radio as well for sharing you know their interest in homeopathy. I thought we would talk about shock today and we when we think about shock we think about some horrible accident where someone can actually go into shock and that's what I've always thought of shock as until just the last few years taking cases and working with people, trying to get them healthy again. In homeopathy, it's really, really interesting to find out that almost everyone has had some form of shock in their life. So it's not just from an accident. Shock can be from injury, of course, a terrible injury that has just left them sitting there staring at the wall. It can be from an emotional shock. Something could have happened bad to them. They could have lost a loved one. They could have witnessed a loved one dying. It's always traumatic. Shock is something that just literally stops the body in mid-play. Okay? So when we think of shock, that's what we're talking about. Shock can be from an electrical impulse. It can, you can literally be shocked from electricity. It can be from stress. Long-term stress or stress that has just come on so suddenly that the body can no longer handle it. It can be um, something that's so hidden that, you know, those people around don't know that it's even happened to someone. It could be something something that's happened to them in, like I said, in a hidden way. They could have been hurt or abused by someone that can throw, especially a young person, into shock because it's maybe they've trusted someone and then something bad has happened to them. Shock can come from any direction, from any source, in any way, shape, or form. And in homeopathy, it's very often the trigger point in someone's health. Okay, so they can be going along very healthy, and then they can experience a shock or something traumatic or emotional in their life that has altered their health. And so we often call it the never well since point of someone's life. And the funny thing is, is we don't even stop and think about it, but even infants, intrauterine, can experience shock. Something could have happened to the mother, and she transfers that emotion upon the child. And I have, I've actually had several cases where um, you can go back and find out what happened to the mother during that pregnancy, and that has affected that child through their whole entire life. Or even the delivery, the delivery could have been traumatic. Uh, and that we call that the never well since. And they will describe it, oddly enough, in their case taking. But the point is, is there's a few, a handful of remedies that we use to help wipe out that distasteful memory of shock. And of course, depending on what the shock was, 
that's what we work with. But I just wanted to talk about it today because I rarely ever take a case or talk to someone who doesn't have some form of shock or trauma in their life that was their never well since. It can be an illness, but it's usually the way the body has handled that illness or handled that and it actually perceives the situation as a form of shock very often. And Kent, I remember reading about mad carb. It was a remedy in his that he talked about. And when he was taking care of an orphanage, he would find that children would get to about a year old in this orphanage, and then they would start, their health would start failing, and inevitably many of them would actually die. And he could not figure out why he was losing these infants. Come to find out, he ended up, you know, looking at the fact that here they were abandoned, okay? And he also found that magnesium was the remedy. Very often these children felt abandoned. Carbon, of course, carbon is like the father figure. But he started giving mag carb, and lo and behold, these children would start to thrive again, and he stopped losing infants. So right there is a perfect example of the shock of being abandoned. And I know, of course, I'm a grandma, 25 times over, aren't I blessed? And I always keep Magmer on hand because Magmer 200, because when these, when my daughters or daughter-in-law will drop the kids off, especially if they're an infant, and, you know, it's usually there's some sort of emergency or whatever that they have to leave the babies. Otherwise, they usually take their nursing babies with them. But when they have to leave them with me, this infant can cry and cry and cry and cry. I give Magmer 200. The child will stop crying, and then grandma's its best friend. And I've used that remedy so many times with the kids in my house when I have to babysit. And it's like I said, it's just that emotional trauma, that emotional shock. If you have the remedy on hand, it's amazing how that's going to help them to feel so much more relaxed. And it just wipes out that horrible memory of being abandoned. Now the actual injury or emotional shock or traumatic stress... Those remedies are going to be a little bit different than the magnesiums because, like I said, magnesiums tend to be feel abandoned. And so for, like, injury, um, I know we've talked about this before, actually, with accidents, first aid, that type of thing. But the injury, you, a person can be in a car accident and they're going to say, oh, no, 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 I'm fine, take care of him. I, you know, they get up and they start to walk away. That person can still drop dead from shock minutes later. Even though he insists he's okay and doesn't need to go to the hospital, doesn't need to go to the doctor. And so that is an Arnica situation. No, 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 I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Give him Arnica. 200 is best to give right away because, again, that's shock. And that body can shut down at any given moment because that's the way the body handles the situation that it's, it's perceiving. And if that person says, I'm dying, I'm dying, help, help. And you can see that, sure, they're injured or maybe they're, they don't look injured. But if anyone thinks they're dying due to an injury or to exposure, give aconite. Aconite 200 is a fantastic remedy, and it's going to help the body level off and not go into shock. So because shock, they call it the silent killer. Like I said, they can think they're dying. They can have that perception that I'm dying, I'm dying. Or, oh, no, that's okay, I'm fine. But if they've been in an accident, you're either looking at aconite or arnica for that type of situation. If there's hemorrhage, of course, hemorrhage, you know, you can give arnica for hemorrhage. There's, you can give capsicum, capsules, or even the homeopathic remedy. We just kind of reach for whatever we happen to have on hand. But if it's, like I said, for addressing shock, aconite or arnica for injury shock. 
Now, if it's a traumatic stress or traumatic situation, there's sobbing or long-term grief. We, If it's something that's just come on quickly, Ignatia. I have seen miracles when it comes to Ignatia as a remedy for hysterical stress, grief, shock, because they can't control their emotions. And you can become very, very ill if you can't get that body to level off. So Ignatia is a fantastic remedy to have on hand for emotional shock. Also, Natmer is, you know, it's a sodium. That's usually more of a long-term grief, but if that's all you have on hand, give it. Very often people will have the cell salts on hand, and so just, just give it. And it's going to help, it may help to alleviate situations coming down the road that, you know, we don't want to look at. Now, if someone has an electrical shock, coffee is the remedy you're going to look for. <laughs> this remedy is kind of funny because if you get electrical shock, it's also the remedy that will wake a person up from a coma. It helps to balance the entire system. So coffee 200 is the remedy to look at if there's been an electrical shock. And it's also a fantastic remedy for helping someone get to sleep because they're too wired, so to speak, to sleep. They're too excited. They're too wired. Give coffee 200 or coffee 30C. Usually the type of person that needs coffee responds wonderfully to a 200 potency. And like I said, it's a fantastic remedy for that. I don't have tons to say about um, the remedies because, like I said, there's only really a handful of remedies to deal, use when you're dealing with shock. But there are situations, and I'm just going to go through a few of the situations that I've seen in my short life that people don't even realize what's, you know, what their trigger point is. And they'll be talking, and you can ask them, well, you know, because they'll mention, they'll be going on and on and on, and all of a sudden you'll hear this emotional little bit of a story in their world. And then they'll say, oh, yeah, and I had this happen. And you can just see how they light up. Well, you can see that that's a very important aspect of their world. So just let them talk and then come back and say, well, tell me more about that. And they will start to tell you, then the story will unfold as they start to tell you about that situation, that trauma that they went through or that shock that they went through. And that is very, very important as to who they are and what their trigger point may or may not be. I say trigger point because their ill health could have started at that point. I had a case not too long ago of a young man who had had a car accident. And then in that car accident, he goes on to tell me, and it was this, it was very emotional in his world. He got real quiet, and he became very animated because the accident was, again, his trigger point. Right after that, he went on to school, and school became very stressful, and all his health problems started. The accident itself was really his trigger point. It weakened him. And and I say it weakened him. It weakened his countenance, his ability to handle things, because there's so many things about that accident that made him feel unworthy because he ended up losing his job over it. And a whole lot of stress piled on this, this teenage kid. Then he went on to school, and the stress of the school was he was handling it, he was getting good grades, but it compiled until the point where he started having physical problems. Because remember, the mind, everything happens in the mind first. And the mind has to quickly, like a computer, quickly say, okay, what is the situation? And either the mind is going to break and they will lose their sanity, or it will quickly assess what needs to be done. It will throw that pain or that shock to the external. And wherever their predisposition, their natural weakness is, that's where it's going to throw that pain of shock. 
So it throws it out so that the mind can go on with its business. But in the meantime, this person can develop an emotional tick. It can, I mean, they might even just get something as simple as the hiccups, okay? This shock can just throw them right into hiccups. It can throw them into, you know, having a, a, a twitching eye or something like that. A lot of people actually will develop what they call tick dolrex, where, you know, like maybe their shoulders will, they'll, they'll shrug one particular shoulder and it becomes a habit. Or they just, they, they develop these other little habits because that's the way the mind has perceived that shock and so it throws it to the external. And you know, when we see these types of situations, oh, my goodness, one remedy after listening to their story, it's going to lead us to how they perceived that situation that they went through. Very often it's going to be a mineral remedy because, you know, it's been a situation that's, you know, taken them back to way, way back in their childhood. And so their body, their mind will throw that out in that in that nervous tick or that nervous situation. It's, it's just amazing. And a homeopath, you go to a good homeopath and they're going to be able to figure that out very quickly. I mean, even situations like uh, you talk about stress and shock. I've had um, even hernia situations where young men will be going along just fine. They've never had a hernia before. They've never had anything going on like that. But in this world we live in today where women tend to dominate, especially the workforce, or the man is expected suddenly to be the supporting factor of the family or whatever, these men going along just perfectly fine, they get it thrown in their face. They get it thrown in their face that a woman is going to be taking over their job role or she gets the raise instead of him when he was actually up next for a raise but because it's a woman's world and that can shock him into feeling less of a man and he can end up with a hernia type situation or a man who is suddenly being thrown into the workforce and expected to be the role carrier and the funny thing is is you know he's very capable but he can feel too much pressure on himself and it can actually, it'll come out in the form of a weakness, you know, split muscle, um, something like that. So all of these situations, like I said, it's it's a form of emotional trauma. And I don't want to make it sound like, oh my goodness, all these, all these people are going to have all these problems. But you know what? It is really that simple. I know when my husband's gone and I'm forced to take care of the store and take care of the kids and the house and do the show, snow shoveling or whatever has to be done, it's me. Now, I've never had to do that before. I've always been in the role of wife, homemaker, homeschool mom, you know, time to do my creative things and enjoy time with my kids. Suddenly, I've been thrown into a role that I'm not familiar with, and I feel extremely dependent. I'll say, oh, honey, when are you going to kind of come home? I need you. <laughs> I'm good for like Monday and Tuesday, about Wednesday. I, my knee will start to bother me and it's that stress of trying to deal with everything I've never had to deal with before and I start to recognize it and I have to laugh because it's like I realize I feel like I need help and so it comes out in the form of my knee starts bothering me or I'll feel other aches and pains because my mind is trying to deal with all of my work everything I have to juggle everything I have to deal with and I start to feel weak so what does my mind do in order to protect itself and save my sanity? It throws it out in the form of pain. And I know you laugh at me, but if you really stop and think about it, this is absolutely truth. Because it's a, like a reflexology. Your feet 
the bottoms of your feet you can do reflexology and the bottoms of your feet tell the, is a map and it tells the story of what's going on internally your teeth each of the different teeth reflect a particular organ it's a channel between the mouth and that organ the hands again reflexology our whole body is a map as to what's going on within ourselves and we tend to punish ourselves we really do okay you're mad at someone what do you do you end up punishing yourself instead of just going and saying to that person you know what this is the way I've been feeling and I want to be able to forgive you because you've hurt my feelings. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, instead of just doing that, you know, we tend to punish ourselves and we just fret and stew about it until we get sick to our stomach or whatever. And our mind, whenever we're handed something that we're having a hard time handling, it will throw that pain out. That's why kids tend to get stomach aches. They'll throw up if they get upset. A colosynth person, you know, the remedy colosynthesis. I love that remedy because it's anger with indignation. That's a perfect example of how the mind throws that pain to the external. And that person will tend to want to bend backwards, bend forward, excuse me, bend forward and throw up. <laughs> and that's their only symptom. But that's their way of handling it. That's the way the mind will throw the pain to the external. And the mind will always throw the pain to the external if it's healthy enough. If the vitality is healthy enough, it will throw it out. In the form of shock, the mind may or may not be healthy enough to throw that out. So that's why we give the arnica or we give the aconite so the body can balance and throw that pain to the external. And actually it will rid itself of the pain that it's perceiving, the shock that it's perceiving. And it'll just go away. And they'll feel better mentally and they'll be able to heal physically. I remember one time a lady called me and she says, Sue, Sue, what do I give? She said, um... A friend had fallen from the tree, this young man, he was in his 20s, he'd fallen out of the tree, he broke his back in two places, and the dad witnessed, you know, so he'd be like the grandpa, he witnessed this accident. The kid was in the hospital on a stretcher, and the dad had gone into like shaking, he, he, he couldn't quit shaking, and he was having violent stomach problems, all, all these issues. And she called me and I said, well, give the kid arnica and give the dad aconite. Because I, I didn't know the situation, but, you know, I'm thinking aconite for, you know, having witnessed this. And I really didn't stop to think about the fact of what the father was actually going through. Because I guess I, I, until you go through it yourself, you can't even begin to understand what they would experience. So anyway, she went to the hospital and then she calls me back. She goes, what was I supposed to give? And I said, give the kid arnica, give the dad aconite. She goes, I got him mixed up. I said, oh my goodness, really? And she says, but you know what? That was what was needed. The kid, he felt as though he was going to die. So when she gave the aconite, it balanced his system, and he started getting better. He actually walked out of the hospital not too long after that. And the dad, who she gave arnica to, because his perception was, I'm fine, take care of him, but he was still having the residual effects of witnessing that horrible accident, he immediately quit shaking, and he began to feel better. And he was able to handle the situation then. So it was so funny because she gave the wrong remedies. But see, like I said, God is good. He takes care of us and our guardian angels. <laughs> it was so, it was a situation that, like I said, I was just, you know, she just called emergency situation. And this is what popped into my head. But she mixed him up. And that was exactly what was called for. Because that kid was so agitated that he wasn't able to start getting better. But right away after the, taking the aconite, he did fantastic. And yeah, she gave a very high potency aconite. And and then she gave a very high potency arnica as well. So they both did the job very, very quickly. So like I said, I just 
wanted you to be able to recognize the importance of giving remedies for shock and don't dummy down the fact that someone could need a remedy from something that happened years ago. I had, um, there's a family situation, okay, but I've taken these cases and then I passed them on to the doctor that I was working with and the shock of losing loved ones in um, a horrible accident. Especially, actually, it was a drowning accident. And after taking both of these cases, for the first time, I realized that, oh my goodness, here's these two older men. They both dealt with this accident. They perceived the accident differently. They both needed entirely different remedies. But because of the way their bodies handled the situation of the shock that they experienced, one basically was it shut down and stopped feeling emotion and then just basically went through life like a robot, perfectly healthy, okay? No aches, no pains, no illness, no nothing. Their body just shut down and was completely numb. And I can remember asking, I said, so how did you feel about the situation? They had another loss in the family six months after the loss that was the shock. And he said, you know, oddly enough, Susie, he said, I felt, I was sad. He says, I can remember, I can I can remember thinking, why can't I cry about this? And he says, I miss, I miss this family member, but he was unable to actually grieve. And so right then and there, you realize that he went through 50 years of being numb until coming back and get into homeopathy and actually finding out about homeopathy and able to get some healing going on. And the other gentleman was the same accident, the same family member, six, 50 years down the road where they perceived everything, the sadness of that tra- that trauma, that shock, their vitality was higher, able to throw it out to the external. And that person experienced everything from hiatus hernia, heart attack, hernia surgeries, all sorts of arthritis. It, it was number of surgeries over the years. Perfectly healthy because the mind was able to throw it out to the external, but all these things just kept going. It suppressed one part of the body and would go to another. And... You know, by the time they had their case taken, there's a lot of organic damage. So you can only fix so much. But at least the mind can feel better and be able to get rid of that shock, that trauma of that situation. So that the mind, like I said, so that the mind can feel happy and joy again. Because again, this person too was never able to cry because the the trauma was so great. And you'll see that people, older people say, oh, I can't cry. I don't cry anymore. I used to cry all the time when I was a kid. Why is that? Because something has occurred, something has happened in their life that just, they have to suppress it. Because you can't go through life bawling all the time. So once you suppress it, then things tend to compile. It numbs our vitality. It numbs who we are. And we can't, we can't feel the kind of joy that we would like to feel. We can't feel that spark anymore. But once we can go back and nix that trauma, that mental trauma, then oddly enough, the joy, the spark, will, it will all come back again in our lives. So I think, you know, after talking about this like this, you will start to see how important every aspect of our lives is. God allows everything to happen for our spiritual good, but he doesn't want us to feel the residual effect forever. He wants us to rely on him, and he gives us these remedies, like cures like. We use a little bit of our intellect, find that correct remedy, or go to someone who help us will help us find that correct remedy. And we can get rid of these 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 memories that weigh down on us that keep us from being the best that we can be. I guess if you ever have any questions, you know, feel free to email me at theoutpostmercantile.com. Yes, I have a website, homeopathyformommies.com. 
And I'm pretty sure that that comes to me as well. <laughs> like I said, all the emails will end up finding me. So until next time, may God bless you and yours. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.